You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you're tuning in this week. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things self-care and self-discovery. Hopefully just give you a ton of ideas, of things that you can try, really see what works for you. Today, we're talking about technology and the wedding of mindfulness and, and really that the business of mindfulness and you know, where the future is going. It's such an interesting interview. As I was, you know, preparing and thinking about this conversation, I was thinking a lot about how many tools, technological tools, whether it be on my phone or computer or whatever, that that I consider self-care. So many different things. I have my favorite astrology app, Chani. I think about like Teachable or Kajabi. Those brings courses to me, you know, at my home, hopefully brings courses to you. Documentaries. I mean, there's just like so many things that we are able to consume because of these major technological advances. Um, You know, meditation apps, things like this are bringing all of these mindful practices to the masses. And today's guests are really early adopters, early investors into this area. And they really see both the feminine and the masculine side of this world. And they they bring it together so well, probably because they are an amazing couple. They're a married couple. So let me tell you a little about our guests. Charlie Hartwell is the managing partner of Bridge Builders Collaborative, which is a group of highly successful investors who have been investing in startup companies in the space of mental health, consciousness, and spirituality. And some of their investments, just you know, to name a few, include Paratherapeutics, Insight Timer, Headspace, and Happify Health. And Maureen Pelton is a social scientist and spiritual teacher with 36 years of professional experience as a holistic psychotherapist, executive coach, organizational consultant, adjunct faculty, and group facilitator. Maureen is a teacher on Insight Timer and is a certified advanced practitioner of quantum quantum neuro reset therapy or QNRT and is a partner of Bridge Builders Collaborative. So the two of these humans really work together and are investing time, energy, resources into the startup of these really unique technological advances. And we talk about, you know, what the future is, how they got into this in the first place, what their journeys are, how they can bring this balance of masculine feminine in the everyday life, but also in business. So I'm so grateful grateful to have been connected to Charlie and Maureen. They were such a fun interview. A huge shout out and thank you to our show sponsor, Aloha. Aloha is my favorite plant-based protein drinks and bars. Yoga Magic listeners get 15% off when you use the code yogamagic at aloha.com. 
And finally, friends, if you have been listening for a while and you haven't signed up for my newsletter yet, I would just love to have you on there. If you're curious about different self-care practices or using your astrological chart to really navigate, to pinpoint the practices that might work best for you, that newsletter is going to be a great resource. So when you sign up, you're going to get a free guide for your morning routine for your sign. You can use your sun, your moon, I like to look at Mars for motivation um, and you get that free when you sign up for my newsletter. So check out the show notes for more information about that as well as upcoming events and more information about our guests and sponsors. So thank you so much for being here, everyone. I'm so grateful that you tune in each week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. Um, I'm ashleysondergaard.yoga and the podcast is at Yoga Magic Podcast. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review. It really goes a long way, makes a big difference. All right, let's get to our conversation with Charlie and Maureen. Welcome, Charlie and Maureen. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. We just discovered that we have this awesome Minneapolis connection. We're going to have so much to chat about. Can you share with listeners just who you are? A little, a little tidbit about each of you. Okay, I'll start. So I am a social scientist and um, I have a spontaneous mystical experience when I was 21. I'm now 58. And um, I didn't know what it was. So instead of going to law school, I went to graduate school because I was looking for context for this experience. And I've meandered through my life, um, integrating it and having more of them. Um, but it led me to yoga. Um, so I started yoga 37 years ago before it was westernized. And I got into meditation and I worked um, in the corporate world as an executive coach and um, organizational development. I'm a licensed psychotherapist. Um, I taught at the University of Minnesota, yes. um, the Center for Spirituality and Healing. Mm-hmm. I taught, um, uh, uh, I guess I would call it an embodiment intuit- intuition class for many years um, my, myself and through uh, Normandale Community College. Um, and I worked in integrative health. I'm on the board of the Penny George Institute in Minneapolis. In pushing that boulder up the hill, trying to bring whole person care and integrative care. And um, I also got involved with the Mind and Life Institute, which is with His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Richie Davidson from the University of Wisconsin, where I went to school and really started to look at neuroscience and all of the science we had around contemplative practice and kindness and yoga and compassion and thought, God, there's all the science, we need to get it out there. And Charlie and came, when Charlie came into my life, um, it, it provided that opportunity. So I'll let him tell his story. So I am a fifth generation Minnesotan, but I, really at, at the heart of it, I'm a change agent and, uh, and I'm passionate about business and entrepreneurship. I started my first business in Wayzata, your hometown, when I was in third grade. Uh, I am a, a Harvard Business School educated, Uh, I've worked in 15 or 16 different industries in my career. Uh, I, um, Maureen got me into this space that I'm in now. Um, And what I love about it is I am helping to uh, co-create a new global movement uh, and industry around mental health, consciousness, spirituality, and I do that as the managing director of Bridge Builders Collaborative, a group of investors from really around the country 
who are passionate about uh, helping entrepreneurs through investment and adding value to uh, help bring you know these concepts of mindfulness, consciousness, spirituality, uh, deeper connection to self and to others and something greater than, than, than yourself. Um, we're, we're bringing that to scale. Um, I've been doing that for the last 10 years and um, I'm just seeing you know sort of a ground sh swell shift right. uh, in society's uh, adoption of those uh, of those practices. And as, as Maureen said, she's the one that got me into the space. Hmm. Did you did you two see this coming? This huge shift of all of a sudden, you know, it's everywhere. This exactly what you've been doing, both of you for years and years and years. And now I feel like it's very much mainstream. Like, did you know this was coming? Well, you know, I, what I would say to that is in the early years for me, it was really painful. I felt very lonely and mm -hmm. I was, you know, at the edge, the front edge of the wave. And um, it, you know, it's, it is, has been like pushing a boulder up the hill, but I really, I really want to credit appropriately Charlie and the Bridge Builders Collaborative because they really are the ones who took the science and created this field. And um, like Headspace was our first investment inside mm -hmm. the Muse, we, you know, lot, lots of lots of great applications. And Charlie's really been the touchstone in all of that, working with the scientists, the healthcare, um, health insurance, healthcare, the entrepreneurs. And what I will say is, no, I didn't. I mean, I knew it was coming, but no, I didn't know it would happen this fast or the mm -hmm. form that it's taken because it is in most corporations, mindfulness meditation. It is becoming digital therapeutics. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's really been awesome for us to watch this, but we are so integrated with our masculine and feminine that what we do is hold space and, and observe what unfolds and emerges and respond and allow it versus forcing it or making it happen. So sometimes I think the collective consciousness was ready for this and we were just holding space and allowing um, and so of the 16 companies we've invested in, in the last nine years, they're all still viable. I mean, right. it's happening. Mm -hmm. I want to pull back just a little, because I think listeners would just love to know you two as, you know, as a couple, um, as, as a conscious couple, how did you meet? Um, through our children. Um, I have one daughter. I was divorced. Charlie has two children. My daughter's in the middle and, um, they were at a Montessori school, a small private Montessori school in, in Minneapolis. And really our kids loved each other first. I mean, my daughter, mm. was son in one class and his daughter. So that's how we originally met. And, um, and it was also at a time where uh, Charlie had been, uh, had, before I met him, he had had an experience with his, with his father and grandfather dying and he was waking up and he was, transforming mm -hmm. and so we had a lot when we met in in the social community as parents um we had a lot of similar interests and you know I was the mystic and the intuitive and the social scientist walking between the worlds and he was the Harvard business school guy mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. who knew what we, we call him the method who knew how to take it out into the world so it was such a 
such a good blend. Um, he'll jokingly say, I'm, I'm the scientist. He's not a scientist, <laughs> um, but he's, he's a marketing guy and I'm not. It works out. It's so funny. I think sometimes our children, I mean, our children are obviously extremely intuitive and they bring in the right people that we need. They just attract that energy. I know I've become really close with some parents of my kids, friends, and I would never have met them, not if it not for them. I, you touched on something earlier, this, you know, this balance of the divine, rather not the divine, but the, just the masculine and the feminine in general. And you know, finding that balance and, and living in that balance. Can you talk a little bit more about what that looks like? Uh, yes. <laughs> Doing all the talking. Um, yes. So I would say divine feminine and divine. Okay. <laughs> you know, for me, the, the divine feminine is in all of us and it's been, it's been annihilated over, you know, the mm-hmm. 5,000 years of the patriarchy And, you know, it's about reawakening and remembering that this is a very important part, you know, the yin and the yang. And the feminine simply is the receptive, the intuitive, the unfolding, the emerging, the allowing, the ebb and flow. It's valuable, it's needed, and it is an important part of creation. Whereas the divine masculine not the dark side of it, the light side of it is, mm-hmm. you know, it is about the method and the practice and getting out into the world and um, creating the structure. And so it's basically the form in a way for the feminine to come through and integrating that within ourselves. I mean, I was extremely masculine when I was young, like up until about the time I was 28, I wanted to be a boy because mm-hmm. they had more hour and more opportunities. Now I'm older, but things have changed some, but it really, I didn't, I wasn't connected to my feminine side. I had to do some work to really integrate that. And, um, and then, so it's within each of us. And then how does it, how do we do that dance in our relationship? So you want to talk about that? Well, can I talk about, can I talk about it in the bit from a business standpoint, and we can talk more about it in a relationship standpoint. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, as I said, I grew up, you know, fifth generation, uh, Minnesotan, you know, people, uh, my, my great grandfather started General Mills, um, and, you know, and all of the males in our family were patriarchal, you know, it was a dominance and suppression model. Uh, I came into a family system and I was not like that. And, um, and, and, you know, and, and, and it was hard to navigate that. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe you know, I believed in empowering people and, you know, and showing up. And I went to Harvard Business School where they taught command and control, uh, you know, one white man dominating, you know, organizations. And uh, it didn't resonate. I had a miserable two years. Uh, I'm glad I went there, but I, but I, uh, you know, just had a miserable two years because that's not who I am. Mm. And, you know, and for me, in my process of, uh, of awakening, what, 18 years ago, I began to really understand that one of my strengths was my, my being in touch with the divine feminine in me. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, from, even from a business standpoint, we, the industrial revolution was about command and control, but we're creating and co-creating a new global industry through collaboration. I'm not in control of anything uh, besides the choices that we make as a collaborative and, and we're empowering other people to, you know, to do what they're passionate about and supporting them to do that. It's just a very different way. And I think 
one of the things that creates so much suffering in the world is that men are not in touch with their feminine sides and they get criticized and they get talked out of their emotions. And it's actually a core strength. It's why I can do you know, what I do is because I'm, I'm, I'm not perfectly in touch with it, but I'm in touch you know, with both of my sides. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, obviously, toxic masculinity is is very real. And it, especially in that space of entrepreneurship, my husband's an entrepreneur as well. And I and I like, I love that I feel a lot of parallels between you two and that I like to bring in this, this, sometimes it's like the idea of egg wisdom, right? Like that things are just coming towards you when you let it when you allow it. And sometimes when I say these words to him in his business world, he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? But now he starts to use that language as well. And I love this. This is, this is so inspiring to see it, you know, as it's played out over the course of your lives and in your businesses, we talked a little about, you know, just this uptick in mindfulness and spirituality and, and the areas that, that you're investing in. How have you seen, or I, I guess my first question is, is like, how did you know to invest it uh, meeting each other was was a great place to start but know that like you want I'm gonna really invest in this area and and I'm gonna stick with it what was that decision making process so as you said Maureen got me you know into the space through the mind and life institute and the my three original partners the founding partners of bridge builders had asked themselves the question whether the science around contemplative practice had gotten to a point where there would be anything to invest in. And in order, you know, in, in order to answer that question, they needed someone like me to answer that. And there wasn't really, you know, this is 10 years ago, um, that it was a question. It was, there was, there were very few, you know, entrepreneurs thinking about this. So, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I said, I'll go check that out. And I began to find you know, entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs, a lot of them were scientists that wanted to become CEOs. That's, that wasn't always a good idea. Um, you know, and, and uh, over a period of time, we began as the, as the movement grew, we began to find more experienced entrepreneurs who knew how to take concepts and market them, you know, on, into this third dimensional reality. And so, um, so the field began to grow because the science was so sound behind it that you could go into organizations, into companies um, and say, there's real science behind this, the healthcare system, insurance companies, et cetera. Mm -hmm. like, there's proof that this works. And then as more people became aware of that, more entrepreneurs became interested there. You know, I've gone from where it was really hard to find anything to invest in, where I think over the last 10 years, I've looked at probably 1500 companies, you know, mm. in space. Um, so it's, um, it, it's grown upon itself because, because people see results from it. And I, and I want to add, you know, you asked how to get into this, you know, we were at a point in our life, Charlie was just leaving a job where he was a CEO and, and, and I was, um, kind of tired of, of the work that I was doing. It was a lot. And so we were just kind of at a point in our life where we wanted to have impact. We really mm -hmm. were intentional about wanting to have impact, social impact. And how do we do that on a global level in a scalable way? 
And we, we saw apps, we even started kind of working on an app ourselves way you know, before, but we saw applications and platforms as a way to do that. So in, you know, in my mystical world, I would say I felt it coming and we called it in. Like, mm, absolutely. So when it showed up, it was like, yeah. And it's been, you know, there's been a lot of grace and synchronicity and ease in this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and really in the beginning, Charlie, I don't know if you remember this, but it was a lot of work with the scientists. And that was, that was interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because science and entrepreneurial, or entrepreneurial um, work is not at all the same. Right. Really hard. Oh my gosh, everybody. I am the world's biggest snacker. I'm so hungry throughout the day. I, (laughs) it's just part of who I am, but I've learned to really go to some high protein items to keep me satiated throughout the day. And my favorite thing is Aloha and Aloha are plant-based protein drinks and bars. I love to drink them right away in the morning if I don't have time to make a full smoothie. Um, Sometimes I'll put them in my coffee, a little cold brew, a little vanilla plant-based protein drink in there. So delicious. So if you're new to Aloha, these are jam-packed with protein. They have 20 grams of protein in the drinks and only five grams of sugar. They're organic. They don't have any of that extra junk. And they have a number of really good things like electrolytes, um, prebiotics, some MCT oil. They're really jam-packed that I don't have to go to like adding a whole bunch of different things into, again, a smoothie or even my coffee. It's all in just this drink. So my favorite is the vanilla plant-based protein drinks. It has really creamy coconut milk in it. so delicious and then I love the sea salt caramel bars for like an afternoon snack a little pick me up and I don't feel bad about it because it's going to keep me full until a really you know plant-based meal at the end of the day so if you want to check out Aloha you can use the code yoga magic for 15% off your order at aloha.com again the code yoga magic gets you 15% off so you said was headspace the first the first yes. application. Okay. Second. And it the, sorry, yeah. it was the second. Okay. Okay. And I think about like headspace and insight timer and, and muse, like the, the headband that all these are so amazing and who, you know, who would have seen these things coming yet there's probably a million new things coming out. What software or what, you know, things that you've invested in recently, are you really excited about new things? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Um, so last year we invested in a company called True Love. Uh, it is a Canadian-based, Toronto-based company started by a female entrepreneur who is one of the most experienced uh, gamers, game programmers in the world. She has a revolution that she's you know building at True Love, which is around a different way of gaming. So basically all games have been built in a masculine model where it's about fight or flight in the in, a, in the brain mm-hmm. um it's a, and and she is building a platform around tend and befriend uh as a whole new sort of paradigm of gaming because our current gaming system as i said you know it's basically built around a very masculine model and she, you know she wants to change that because because for maybe 50 percent of the population that gaming model doesn't work well 
There are people mm -hmm. that are asking about it, but, but it doesn't include everyone. So she's built um, something called hashtag self-care, which is uh, sort of an AI companion as, as the first thing that they've done. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's free. It's been downloaded two or 3 million times. Apple loves it. Uh, and it, and it just helps people, not, uh, in a very different way, uh, in a very different gaming uh, and it, mechanism. And it invites, you know, tendon befriend is how women handle stress and it, and it invites compassion and empathy, but it also increases oxytocin. Mm -hmm. so about that playing a game or your kids playing a game and it's actually teaching them compassion and increasing their oxytocin like that that for me that that's really important <laughs> versus like raising their cortisol right like <laughs> playing a game and they're just like amped oh my gosh i didn't i would never have i'm obviously i'm not <laughs> this is in my world like thought of something like that so so these are, I mean, like video games actually that people can play or is it like the way gamifying other apps? Well, well no, for it, it is a uh, hashtag self-care is an app. You can download okay. it. Okay. And I don't know if I'd call it a game because it's not like you are trying to win anything. It's really mm -hmm. about spending time with this AI companion and just sort of exploring it. And, and a lot about just exploring your inner world. And, you know, that's the first product that they've come out with. I'm sure that they will come out with others Games. later, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. others later, but it's not, it's not like gaming in the sense of, oh my God, we're going to win. Oh right, my God, right. you know, we need to kill people. Oh my God, you know, how do we get, it, it's just about um, spending time with yourself. It's also not about, it's not about an addictive, like a lot of games are about trying to get you addicted to it. And this is not about getting you addicted. It's about developing a relationship and um, and finding a place to interact um, where it's sort of like an oasis. Hmm, that's so intriguing. I'm gonna immediately download this. This is so cool. We'll make sure to link it up as well in the show notes. So, you know, as you've over time got all of this information and seen all of these different pitches and ideas where, you know, how have you navigated what choices to make in your wellness journey? And, and a lot of people that listen to this show are just starting, right? They're just starting this path. Where would you suggest that, that they start doing this work, going inward, finding the masculine, the feminine, and all of this, this power connected? So, um, I would, for me, I'm about embodiment, right? Mm -hmm. Really about embodiment. I'm an energetic being in physical form, having a human experience and we need to be embodied. So I think starting with breath work is mm -hmm. really important. And, you know, yoga and, and meditation are all founded around breath work. So I think working with breath um, is really important. I also think the muse, and I know we're investors in it, but the muse is really fun because you get, you get feedback, you get results about your brain when you're practicing these meditations and, um, Happify, which we didn't mention Happify, Happify health is one of our companies that I adore. Um, they started many years ago around, Game, gamifying kind of happiness and kind of starting the science of happiness. And they've involved, evolved now into a healthcare company. 
Um, but, but that's a really good introduction. There's a lot of positive psychology, a lot of self-care on that. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important is finding support. This is not some, if you wanna go deeper, if you want to start to shift and really commit to wellness, you, we can't do that alone. Mm-hmm. You have to have support and community and our, and our platforms and apps know that and, and do their best to build community. And I, we've got a whole nother field coming called social wellness and we have a, an app that's that, I don't remember the name of it because it changed, I think, but um, an app that's working with social wellness. Um, but I think that piece is important because when mm-hmm. you have support, you know, they help hold you accountable, but they also help share things and you sh- can be, it's the tend and befriend thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. And, and if you're not a meditator, because my experience in working with so many people, not everyone can meditate. It's just, oh, yeah. so I think sound or, you know, music um, by neural beats. Um, there's a great music by, um, Marconi Union called Weightless that really reduces anxiety and all it is is listening to music. So the music can start to shift our nervous system and our brain waves and our anxiety. So there's very simple ways, you know, and especially if you're, you know, working and maybe have children and life is chaotic. There's just, I play, you know, I was shocked. I play Weightless, this music. I really like it. I just play it. It's soothing. And I mentioned it to my 25 year old son and he's like, oh yeah, me and my friends, we listen to that. Like it's one of my top <laughs> songs. I'm, I'm like, what, how, when? Um, but you know, it's nice. It's, it's just- yeah. I'm just gonna add one. Uh, Cause you know, getting out into nature is just a way yes. of allowing, you know, allowing something greater than yourself to just like be in there and be supported and be quiet and just to reflect a, the, you know, the, the, uh, the beauty of the natural world. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I'd be interested to get your perspective. I, I had um, a guest on the show to talk about self-care for those that identify as male and just that so frequently, I mean, looking at just even the audience of this show, right? It's predominantly women. Like this is, this is popular for women to talk about this, but maybe less so to outwardly talk about it for those that identify as male. How, how did you get so in touch with this? Like, how would you help someone who wants to be more in tune with their feminine, with their, their spirituality, their wellness in that early stage? Wow. That's a good question. Um, you know, it can be kind of a lonely place as a male, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one, can I just mention a resource, the, mm-hmm. the, the film? I mean, one way of just getting in touch with this, Maureen got us involved in, um, in this film, The Mask You Live In, which really talks mm-hmm. a lot about this and I think can be helpful to males and to, and to females. Um, the Mask You Live In premiered at Sundance, what, four or five years ago, we were associate producers. It really talks about um, the mask that men put on uh, and the way they're talked out of their emotions at, at you know, in, in early years and they're, you know, made to dominate and win and how unhappy they are because of that. Uh, I think that I have, I've seen a few businesses, uh, and, you know, that, that, and entrepreneurs who are actually tackling this product, pro- this through trying to develop 
real um, communities of men who want to be authentic with each other. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have a community of support around this because, you know, because it can be pretty lonely. I think one of them is called Sail. I'm, I, I remember, I'll remember some of the other ones, but I, I'm actually pretty passionate about trying to, you know, uh, nurture these businesses along the way and maybe mm-hmm. invest in at some point, because I think if we can get, if we can support males getting more in touch with, with them and, and, and themselves and doing that in communities where they know that that's going to be supported, then they can show up in the world differently and know that they're not alone. And, you know, I, I just personally, I felt quite alone in the male, you know, in the male world around this. And I, and I'm a hockey player as an example. And I go into the locker room and I listen to what, you know, what guys are saying in there. And Mm -hmm. I sort of sit there and feel very lonely. Like I'm going to be obliterated if I say it, but it's like, you, you know, we can't, we can't, don't say that around me. Uh, This is disrespectful to women. And, you know, and when men hear that on some level, they, they actually want to have permission to get out of that, but they feel like they have to fit in. Uh, in or you know, so. And you know, I just want to add to because what I heard you ask is Charlie's process, and you know, I I came into his life after he was in this, but I think it's important to know he went to therapy mm-hmm. when I met him. He had a, he was in therapy. Um, it's okay to say that <laughs> he's okay with that, but also he got into his creative side and started get playing music, playing guitar and singing. And you know, he was in his. 40 early 40s late 30s early 40s and you know and he started therapy and getting into music but also ask you know like being being brave enough to start asking about spirituality and that different way of being and you know you went to yoga I think too Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like having that courage to step into you know that curious inquiry to step into something new and I'm not saying those things work for everyone but I would say those were some of your biggest mm-hmm. early entry, right? Was there yeah. anything else? No, I think that covers it. Yeah. Yeah. The curiosity, right. And, and just the permission to, to ask the questions and maybe be a little bit different than your friends. And I also think like, I'm just thinking about even the, the, the privilege to spend time with the two of you, like the people you surround yourself with is wildly important, right? And so in these early stages of exploring wellness and spirituality and just identifying who we are as adults, you know, when we surround ourselves with the people we want to be like, that's so, it's so impactful. And I would, that's what I guess I would offer up any, anyone that's starting this too, is like, I, you know, expanders, Lacey Phillips coins them as expanders, find people that show you what's possible. Yeah. This is, I'm like getting full body goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, and that, and I really want to stress that because that's what I was saying about, you can't do this alone. And yeah, the biggest obstacles for people when inside they're wanting to make some changes and they're looking for something new, it's the people that love them the most that are closest to them that have some resistance because mm-hmm not consciously, but they just have some resistance because they're afraid of change and they don't know where they're going. And, and I know that, you know, just being curious and open and willing to go outside of your comfort zone and meet new people. I mean, I look at Charlie in our lives today and we have a global community Mm -hmm. of, you know, I never could have ever imagined who we are in community with. It wasn't even in my realm of possibility. I just kept moving forward and trusting it. And we did have to let go of a lot of 
um, people that that you know the the relationship had outlasted its usefulness, and there was there's always grief, even in it's really great when the change is great. There's still grief, <laughs> right? Right. So right. learn how to navigate that. To say I have to let go. You know, part of moving out of Minneapolis, we wanted to let go of our identities there, and we're still connected to people there, but just really wanted to to, to move into something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's growth. And that you're right. There is that grief period, but it also, if you're not, I mean, I really think if you're not, you know, kind of running the course of friendships and in relationships in general, you're not growing. So that's good to hear from your, your standpoint. I'd love to know what's next for each of you, for the companies that you're investing in. Like what's, what are you excited about right now? Well, um, in terms of work, I mean, we're going deeper. So trying mm-hmm. to get more of that, but that's, I, you know, I saw that coming. I mentioned it a few years and, and Bridge Builders Collaborative and, and we, because I, I work with Bridge Builders too, we're going deeper. So Charlie can speak to that. But personally, what we're excited about is we had our two, two of our children, two of our three children living with us for one of them for a year, the other one for 15 months because of COVID. They're both back now in New York City. They, they're back, you know, they kept their jobs and worked from home, but now they're back. And we are empty nesters again. This once before, but we're going through it again. So, you know, building community here in Park City, enjoying our new home and the nature and, you know, having time for each other and, um, and just, you know, getting into that space of allowing to see what's unfolding because this last year, that was hard. Mm. <laughs> you know, there was a lot happening, um, but Charlie can speak to the going deeper. Well, yeah. So, I think it was three years ago, Maureen said, you've been investing in the gateway drugs to higher levels of consciousness. It's time to go deeper. And uh, when I'm smart, I listen to, you know, to her wisdom and I integrated that. And so we set an intention to do that. And then as the universe works, all of a sudden, two months later, we, you know, we found this new partner for bridge builders uh, named Bo Shao, who was launching a hundred million dollar fund around consciousness and spirituality. Uh, and, you know, he joined our collaborative because, you know, that's what, that's what their money was dedicated. Then our whole, all of our partners, you know, strategically said mission accomplished on chapter one, like we, on our platforms, there are now a hundred million people meditating that weren't meditating 10 years ago. Uh, we have FDA approved software, you know, where software is now being prescribed, um, like a drug is, you know, mm. burst. Um, and so we like that all that had happened and there was plenty of investors chasing that space, which is great. And so we're digging into deeper levels of, uh, mental health, um, how deep, deeper levels of social wellness, we're exploring, uh, what's happening in the psychedelic space, which is, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of promise for that space, uh, to help people, you know, sort of transform. Uh, and we're, you know, we're looking at things like subtle energy. Uh, how do we get people more aware that they're not just these physical beings, but they're actually, as Maureen said before, like energetic beings in physical form, having a human experience. And so we're passionate and we're passionate and pioneering, wanting to, you know, connect with businesses that have models that provide an invitation and community support for people who want to 
you know, transform or awaken or, you know, go deeper uh, in their understanding of self. Hmm. Wow. Because as you know, with yoga and meditation and mindfulness, it's a great start because it calms our mind and we understand we have emotions and narratives and beliefs and we can focus. But then you get to a point where you're like, okay, now who am I? What is my... And that's the going deeper and the embodiment piece. Mm-hmm. You two are like the perfect people to have on the show. This is literally like the, what it's all about is that the first time I experienced a yoga class, you know, I came in for a workout. It was all Britney Spears yoga. I was like, what? This is, I mean, I loved it, but, but the time I, you know, I spent there, I learned so much, so much about myself. And now this is everything. This is my whole life. And with that one class, that one experience changed my whole life. And if it for other people is, you know, trying meditation through an app for the very first time and it changes their life. Wow. You're, you're impacting so many. This is amazing. So I just love to know, I always like to ask listener or rather uh, guests what, what they do for self-care. What is your, I mean, anything non-negotiables for the day your your go-tos when you're feeling overwhelmed, what do you do to take care of yourself? Well, I do a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Being an, you know, I really do. I'm an energetic being and I work multidimensionally. So I really have to take care of myself. So sleep is really important. And the research is showing that. So sleep is critical. Um, nutrition is critical. Exercise is critical. Um, social engagement is critical. And that means not going to cocktail parties. That means what, so what do what I want to do socially where I'm getting um, what I need and, and then I, d- I do breath work. I do yoga religiously. Um, I do um, meditation, but then I, I get body work done and I, I'm going today to get some cranial sacral work done. Yes, I'm yummy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I choose to spend my discretionary funds on things that I need to take care of my body. Um, so I can be the joy and the love that I am in the world. And I prioritize self-care, which again, mm-hmm. my having had my daughters, which I adored and I would, it's the best thing about COVID that kind of slipped a little bit, <laughs> having my house a little fuller. So I'm looking forward to getting back more deeply into my self-care. And what about you, honey? So for me, I, you know, like nature is a huge, you know, is a huge thing. And I get such joy from nature. And Marina will tell you, we sit out in the morning and I've recently got my first hummingbird feeder as an example. And I just love watching how they fly. And, and, and then I, I get I'm passionate about taking pictures and photography uh, because it's just like, a, it, for me, it's a creative expression. It's a way of actually just like, you know, being sort of in a flow, but also, you know, in the in in this sort of state of wonder of how beautiful, uh, you know, how beautiful nature is. Um, I get incredible joy from uh, playing hockey. It's for me, it's almost like a spiritual experience, and so that's really joyful. And then, you know, just the time that Marine and I have together, like, you know, just just sharing back and forth. Um, it, you know, laughing, playing games that. Yeah, we, we play a lot. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Lots of laughter. We, we laugh. And I think, you know, the people don't... said laughter is the best medicine, but I'm not sure that it's not. It's like, it's, it's, it's it, we just sometimes can get each other into sort of hysterical laughter. And that's really mm. 
we laugh at ourselves. We laugh at each other. <laughs> we don't take anything too serious. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's so important. I'm going on a trip for the first time with just my husband next week. And I'm like, it's kind of, I mean, like you, we've had, you know, our kids have been home for a year and a half. And we're just like, I don't even know what is a game? What, what do I, how do I do that? Like, it's going to feel so good. Um, but I think there'll be like a little <laughs> relearning like that freedom piece again. Oh, you too. This is amazing. I'm so grateful that we were connected and I feel like I've learned so much. I know our listeners will. Can you just tell listeners where they can find you and um, learn more about all of the amazing things that you're investing in and your projects and yeah, just your goodness. Yeah, so um, our our website is called shiftit.com because we're about shifting paradigms. So shiftit.com. And then I'm a teacher on Insight Timer. I have free practices on embodiment um, and intuition and being in the flow. And then I have a course on conscious breathing. Yeah, my uh, the Bridge Builders Collaborative website is bbcollaborative.com. And that's, that's the letter B, not B-E. Uh, and I, I write a medium uh, piece about kind of what's happening in uh, in our field. We're both on LinkedIn, uh, Maureen Pelton and Charlie Hartwell, and uh, that and I'm we're, I'm on Twitter as well. Perfect. I'll link all those up so our listeners can connect with you. And wow, this is I've never done anything on this show about something you know really in the the business space. And I'm just now I'm like oh my gosh, this is going to be so cool. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was yeah, fun. actually really fun to talk with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thank you to Charlie and Maureen for being here, for sharing their amazing story. Thank you to our show sponsor, Aloha. Reminder that you get 15% off your order at aloha.com when you use the code Yoga Magic. And finally, friends, make sure you're following along on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. I will see you next week.